Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none Now that's the end of the intro It's time we've begun Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 814 of the Trinity Force Podcast I am your host N.A. Eric And tonight it is just me uh, there are absences across the board from the other podcasters for very legitimate reasons. That's not meant to be sarcasm, but yep, between uh, vacations and starting new jobs and jury duty, um, yeah, it's uh, 
it's just me tonight. So yeah, um, I'll be talking through Nefiri because Nefiri or Nafiri, I'm pretty sure it's Nefiri though. Um, Nefiri has just been revealed today as I'm recording this on the 22nd of June, 2023. So yeah, um, but before I get into Nefiri, I guess I'll just banter with myself. So um, what have I been up to this lately? So I was not on the last podcast, as you listeners are aware. Um, I just moved from the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. If you don't know where that is, that is in Minnesota. That's the that's the metropolitan area. It's the you know, big city. Anyways, I moved from there to Denver, uh, which is in Colorado, and I got in uh, oof, five days ago. I got here, and it's just been furiously unpacking and putting my desk together and I just finished right before recording uh setting up my kitchen so there's that um doing laundry you know returning the u-haul planning out where decorations are gonna go we're gonna do some painting that sort of shit so yeah um getting settled in my job here because I did start remotely while I was in Minnesota but now that I'm here I'm actually uh it'll start to ramp up a lot, a bit sooner. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's mostly it. I was obviously gone last week because when I left on, uh, I started driving on, well, actually basically I took apart my entire apartment starting like Tuesday. Uh, so I was not in community night. Um, so I also couldn't record last week. Um, and then I drove across the country. So uh, we went from, it's like a 900 or a thousand miles or so from uh, Minneapolis to Denver. Let me look and just see, uh, because we did not take the most, uh, we did not take the fastest route. So if I just do directions here from Denver to Minneapolis, just Denver, writ large. Um, yeah, it's 900 miles if we take the most direct route. However, we did not. Uh, or 843 if you take the most direct. It's slightly longer because of... Um, there's road construction and shit, but I did not. So my dad flew out and we turned it into like a mini road trip. So when I'd never been in South Dakota, so we went into South Dakota. We went, uh, yeah, went into South Dakota. So stopped in Sioux Falls overnight, then drove through this town called Mitchell, which has an entire building made out of corn. Yes, you are not hearing me wrong. It's an, it's the corn palace. So we, well, it's not entirely made out of corn, but it's like a whole thing dedicated to corn. It's got an amphitheater. It's got like history. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, we stopped there, um, crossed over the border to, or the, the border of the time zones as well, which is actually gorgeous. If you're driving either East or West through South Dakota on I-90, um, Interstate 90, then when you come down into the, uh, you come down off of like the normal land into the river basin of the Missouri River, and then you cross the river, once you do that, um, it's, it's, it's gorgeous, like driving through there. And then the western half of South Dakota is so different from the eastern half. I had no idea. Um, the eastern half is basically just an extension of southern Minnesota or Iowa. It's the same shit. It's just farms, and it's so flat. Um, there's maybe the occasional hill here or there, but that's about it. So it's 
basically just plug in podcasts and try not to crash while you're driving from boredom. So yeah, but, uh, then we drove all into, um, we drove to a town called wall, which if you don't know what that is, I had not heard of the town of wall, but I heard of wall drug, which is a, uh, it's like a tourist destination. Now the whole town is basically revolving around it. Um, it's a shop that was set up in, uh, I want to say, sometime around the Great Depression. People were traveling out west, and then they needed a reason to stop and go there, and they offered free water and five-cent coffee. And so they still do that to this day. Um, and so it's now just become like a kitschy tourist thing. But it was pretty cool to see. We, uh, like, I took some pictures with my girlfriend and my dad and uh, in front of some cool statues. There was a lot of cool chainsaw art, which is very cool. So got to see some of that. Um yeah, uh, ate more than my fair share of uh, gas station snacks as well. Um, drank far too much tea and soda while I was driving, but need to stay awake. So yeah, and then drove down. Then we drove down into Badlands National Park, which I'd never been there, and it is unbelievable. Um, I I can't really like. Okay, it's basically imagine that you just took puzzle pe like if the Earth was like a puzzle if you just took some puzzle pieces out and then like made they like formed craters almost and that's what badlands national park is there's like it just goes down in some parts for like you know two three hundred four hundred five hundred feet there's just like it drops down in and then there's a whole valley construction thing um oh shit i accidentally rolled over my uh my headphone cord one second here okay now i'm off of it okay um yeah, so we stopped there, and uh, it was really, really, really cool to see as well. So, yeah, um, then uh, we drove through. It's a town on the map. It's called Scenic. It is not populated anymore, though. Um, it used to be cool. Uh, in 2010, it had 58 inhabitants, so it, it sounds terrible, but, like, there's actually... It looked like it was really cool to come and, like, visit and then... Um, drive you know keep driving but scenic uh has nothing to it so yeah but we then went from scenic up into rapid city stayed the night in rapid city which is fine there's like it's cool but it's got some cool parts but it felt kind of depressing quite honestly um but there were some cool parts for sure up on like the ridge up in like dinosaur park and then we went and saw a viking cathedral that was shipped over from norway um yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So, got to see some cool stuff there, and then went over to Sturgis, which, if you don't know what Sturgis is, it is the um, Sturgis is where the annual like U.S. motorcycle rally happens. So people drive on their motorcycles from all over the country to go to Sturgis. And uh, when is it? I want to say it's like August or something. Sturgis rally. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a whole week. It's well, it's like nine days actually, August fourth through August thirteenth or of twenty twenty three is when it is this year. But it's um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it was an interesting town for sure. I'm glad I did not go to, as I'm not a biker, so I'm glad I went when there's no when there wasn't like in full biker time because that would have not been fun for me. I don't think, but. It was still really cool to see. Like, it definitely had some personality, and it was nestled in the mountains. Very cool place. Um, then we drove basically in the Black Hills National Forest, which is 
so gorgeous. Um, if you're from the East Coast, it's like, uh, or if you're from, if you've been up in the Northeast, if you ever driven through the Catskill Mountains, that's what it reminded me of a lot. Or somewhat in like Appalachia, like Southern Appalachia, but it was more arid than that, obviously, because we're out west. So, yeah, um, stopped at. Uh, Stopped and saw Mount Rushmore, which I'd never seen before, which was very cool. And also saw Crazy Horse, which is not finished, but it was also pretty cool. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that when it does get finished. Hopefully it gets finished in my lifetime because it's been worked on for several years and it just doesn't get the funding that it needs in order to be finished. By several, I mean like a few decades I think it's been worked on. So, yeah. Um, oh, Sorry, I just need to drink some water. Okay. I guess I don't know why I said water, because I have some sweet tea here. Um, then drove down into Wyoming, and I stopped in Cheyenne briefly in the capital, because whenever I go through a state, if I can, I like to stop in the capital and check it out. But uh, I wasn't able to do that in South Dakota. Um, I don't even know. Where is Pierre? Or Pierre? Oh, it's up there. Yeah, it would have been seriously out of the way for me to do that. Okay. So that's why we didn't go there. But drove through Cheyenne. Um, which was fine. It was fine. There was a cool car show when I drove through it and then drove down into Denver. So visited a few more state capitals. I'm a big like government person. I worked for the government for years. I want to work for the government in the future. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. So now I'm actually settled in my apartment in Denver. Have much better internet than before. My download speed is like 350 or 370 megabytes per second. And then upload is somewhere around like five. But I don't care that much about upload. I can sit there and wait for um, to upload the podcast and the videos for 10, 15 minutes. Who cares? So, yeah. But I'm happy I'm getting settled. Yeah, I still have some unpacking to do. There's still uh, a whole shitload of like wires and everything and uh, game consoles behind me on the floor. And that's why I'm not uh, streaming this one is because I don't have my camera set up yet. So yeah, but I did finally get internet set up today. The Xfinity guy came and um, troubleshooted uh, some of the errors that were happening. And I learned about how to change coax cables in, a, um, in the communications box. So I could probably do it myself next time. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, if anybody cares about weather, there was some hail that was coming down yesterday. And um, it was, yeah, uh, there was some hail that was coming down yesterday. Um, basically, like, golf ball and apple and baseball sized hail in different parts near Denver and up near Red Rocks uh, Amphitheater, which if you know what that is, then great. You can go look on CNN. There's a story about how like over a hundred people were injured. There were people with broken bones and stuff from this hail and from the stampede. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I was on, I was at a bar uh, underneath a tarp, not a tarp, uh, an awning. So once it died down, then me and my girlfriend and my dog ran home. And then um, by ran home, it was like four or five blocks. So we like walked a little faster home in the rain. And then it changed back to hail again. And apparently it's hailing uh, wherever the storm went to because we had a severe thunderstorm warning earlier today, but it just passed away from Denver. But I imagine it's Elsewhere, there were some tornadoes that touched down as well south of the city, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah, 
I saw that there were tornadoes in Texas as well and in Nebraska and Oklahoma and some, uh, they were pretty devastating to some small communities. There were some casualties, so yeah, not great, but, um, yeah, that's what's been going on with me. So, um, I guess I should talk about some league stuff. That's why you guys listen. I mean, you listen more for, I get it. You listen to me, you listen for me and my banter and shit like that. Totally get it. And then it's also nice that I talk about league things. So I'll get into it. So Nefiri, um, the newest champion is coming out in, I don't know, a week or two or so. They've revealed there is not, I don't, I did not see an official champion spotlight, but there is uh, ability rundown on the league website and they have the thematic story as well. However, the bio has a link, but the link is broken on the actual league website. So I can't read, I couldn't read up on the lore all that much. Um, and like the full story, it's just not there. So yeah, but uh, basically, Nefiri is a melee assassin and meant to, they're designing her to be played in mid. I think she could be okay in the jungle, just like how Talon can be played in the jungle. Um, she's going to be an AD lethality style assassin and meant to be very basic and very easy to understand and very easy to execute. Um, in the thematics and the, what is it called? The champion insights. Um, the devs talk about how there was a specific one rider identified a couple of holes and one of them was a high skill tank, which was, which turned into Cassante. And then another was a low skill, um, a low skill, uh, not low skill, sorry, easy to pick up assassin. And that turned into Nefiri. So yeah. Um, Nefiri looks very cool. I will say like thematically, very cool, very darkeny, um, and darkened champions always have a lot of popularity. So yeah, it's Nefiri is very cool. I don't know if Nefiri is a they, if it's a he, is a she. I have no idea. I think the darken itself was a she. The, but I don't know about the possessed, like how you would talk about Nefiri because it's one dog, which has inhabited the the darkened blade. Um, it's like a dagger. And then there were, and then basically Nefiri can spawn additional dogs, uh, to add to her pack. Um, so yeah, I guess I should probably just get into the, the actual ability. So the passive is called we are more, and it reads Nefiri spawns pack mates that with that attack the targets of her attacks and abilities. They seem a lot like Yorick's ghouls. So they just, but they don't function independently. They attack what Nefiri attacks and what Nefiri uses abilities against because all of her abilities, or I guess all of their abilities do damage in some way or amplify the pack. So that's the passive. Very simple. Uh, thematically, at least we'll see how long the whole, all of it is when we see when it comes out on wiki and then we can read the tooltip. but yeah. Uh, okay. The Q is called darken daggers. Nefiri hurls up to two daggers, each inflicting bleed, just like Talon has bleed, just like Darius has bleed or inflicting bonus damage if the target is already bleeding. So you can throw one and there's a recast. I'm, I don't know what the conditions are for the recast. Maybe it's a charge system. Maybe it's only if you hit the first one, can you throw a second one? But, um, yeah, you can hurl up to two, and they're in separate chart, separate casts. I've seen, 
they inflict bonus damage if the target's already bleeding, and then your pack mates, the little, basically the dog ghouls, leap to to attack champions hit by the the daggers. I don't know how they select if the daggers go because they pierce through. It doesn't stop at one champion or the first target hit. It just goes through the whole uh, the whole skill shot. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what would be an ability like that? Um, old Ezreal W is what's immediately coming to mind for me. Uh, whew. I'm not sure, but... Um, man, what would be some other abilities? Like, uh, I don't know, there's probably tons, and I'm not thinking of any of them right now. Um, in any case, the dogs will attack... The pack mates will attack champions hit by the skill. Don't know how they select if you hit multiple. I imagine it's the last one hit they will jump to. Or maybe it's random. I don't know. The W is called Hound's Pursuit. So Nefiri and her pack mates, so Nefiri, I guess, is a she. Nefiri and her pack mates dash at an enemy, colliding with the first champion hit and dealing damage. This is a point and click, actually. You basically like point you, you click on the target and then it charges for it looks like it's a charge for like half a second and then nefiri dashes uh untargetably it also it looks like to the it might be blockable by like poppy w though or grounding or something but dashes to the target that she selected and then her pack mates also dash as well um because they because of the passive where they attack what she uses her abilities on or what she autos. Uh, so while you can tar while you target an enemy with this, I think you can also target uh, non-champions because it just says an enemy collides with the first champion hit. So you could use this um, on someone in the back line theoretically, but if someone steps in the way, of it, or if you hit someone else's hitbox, then you'll be stopped at that first one. So this is not gonna basically get you immediately point and blink like a ZR to the target that you want, unless there's an uninterrupted line that you can get to them to. So, yep. Um, Nefiri's E is called Eviscerate. Nefiri dashes and damages enemies in an area, and this is like a skill shot dash, it looks like. Uh, recalling, so pulling all her recalling and healing her packmates to full. So she pulls her packmates in, and then they get healed to full. The packmates seem pretty tanky. I don't know how she gets more charges of them. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't say anything about that or how they're created, what is required there. No idea. Um, it doesn't specify that at all, and there's no tooltip that I've seen that specifically goes into that. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, basically she dashes and deals some damage and heals her packmates as well. So it's it's really good for like repositioning. Or once you use the Hound's Pursuit, the W, onto somebody, then you can E as well uh, through them or backwards or you know whatever. And then it's an additional bunch of damage. And this is AOE damage. This is this she has AOE on her E and her Q so far. Um, I don't know if this dash goes over walls. They're only demonstrating it in mid lane. Uh, so I have no idea if you can go over walls with this. If you can, this really opens her up to be more of a jungler. But if you can't, then it's not as good as being for being a jungler because you just can't traverse walls unless you use your W because you can use the W on anyone in sight. However, you can't just point and click at a spot. 
you have to actually click on a champion. So there is that limitation there. Um, and then her R is Call of the Pack. Nefiri empowers her pack and spawns additional pack mates. It looks like it's two, three, four. It probably scales up with ability rank. It'd be, you know, one extra pack mate at level six. And then at level 11, it's two extra. And then it's, you know, it could be three or four, whatever. Uh, but she gains a burst of speed and vision around her, similar to a Quinn W when you use the active there, um, and a shield when she attacks a champion. So she doesn't get the shield normally, but she gets the shield when she attacks. On first champion takedown, all of the effects are refreshed. So I'm imagining that you empower your pack and there's a duration that they're empowered for. Similar to um, like a Swain R or a Cassante R or an Olaf R, these are gonna uh like these abilities have durations and then this one doesn't allow you to go infinite it looks like but it does allow you to completely refresh it on the first champion takedown um so yeah it, it seems a lot like she wants to be building lethality ability haste ad and uh you know armor pen basically like want to be able to throw out spells a lot because her auto doesn't feel doesn't look that crisp either i'll say so yeah um those are her abilities very 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 simple kit and that's what they were going for so i think they nailed it um yeah I mean, there's not, there's not that much more to say about that. So thematically, it's supposed to be... They went through a lot of different ways to... Like, different themes to go through. Some were looking more barony. Some were, like, the packmates were more minions. But they modeled her after uh, African wild dogs, the artists are saying, and hyenas as well. Um, yeah, and... I don't know exactly what they did with Nefiri's background, but uh, I'm pretty sure, given the uh, the cinematic that came out, that they're going to imbue some of like this pack mentality into her her story and her narrative about how she died and was imprisoned in the dagger, but now is able to uh, utilize. Now has the protection of the pack as opposed to dying alone. Really, like in the cinematic. There's a line there where Nefiri says that she starved alone in the desert, um, but now she has the pack, and they can hunt and they can hunt together, basically. Um, yeah, it it looks like the story is going to be really interesting, and it's going to move the the whole of Runeterra forward a lot, which I'm very excited about. Um, yeah, I mean, Darken lore is just so cool. It's some of the, the, the lore that people care about so much. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, they're corrupted god warriors. That, that's so, so, so cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at, like, the wiki on Darken as well. So now we have a fourth Darken confirmed. Uh, well, we had a fourth Darken confirmed before, but now we actually have a champion for a fourth Darken. There's no other Darken that have been talked about in universe that are not actually, uh, except for Zolani, which Zolani will be a champion at some point, most likely. Um, yeah, there's so the ooh, how many how many Darken are there actually now? Uh, I'm trying to see which ones. Yeah, there's Aatrox. There's Varus. There is Nefiri now. 
and then Rost, which is Kane, basically. But yeah, um, and then Zolani. So we got five of them. Um, I'm surprised that there were five because I thought that I'm pretty sure that it was strongly theorized that the well that uh, was in the Blessed Isles that exploded destroyed one of the Darken weapons. But um, yeah. It, uh, apparently that didn't happen, or maybe it did, and there were more than five. We're not super sure. Uh, or at least we, I'm not super sure. But, um, yeah, I'm wondering... Oh, there's actually a lot more of these. I didn't know this. So there's Aatrox, which we know about. There's Varus, and then there's Rost. Zolani exists as well, but then there are... There's, there's like 12 of these. One, two, three, four, five, six... 14. Wow. Did not know that. Um, there's Anaka. There's Balcooks. Jesus, Balcooks looks crazy. Horazi, Ibaros, Joral, Nefiri there. Uh, Naganeka looks crazy. Oh, that's the bird. That's the bird, or the chicken, it looks like. Uh, pra Stiratu. Don't know what this is supposed to be. It's just like a tornado of chaos. Tarosh, which is some sort of a dragon. It looks a lot like the, um, not the Holly, not the Halloween Kled skin. Uh, what are the Kled skins? Kled the Cavalier. No, Marauder Kled. Looks a lot like Marauder Kled, but yeah, Nefiri. Um, Nefiri, yeah, does not have a bio really. But Nefiri wants the... So on the wiki here I'm reading, there there is some information about lore here. Nefiri wants the Darken to become the dominant life form on Runeterra again. As a means to power, she has abandoned her idea of self, allowing her consciousness to inhabit multiple bodies. They, the cinematic did talk about that, where she gave up herself for more of a hive mind. So now her and her dog uh, and the other pack mates all share one collective mind. And then Nefiri is in control of that. It's really, I don't exactly know how that works, but yeah. Um, due in part to her canine host, she is vicious and bloodthirsty with a bestial instinct to hunt and kill. She probably had some of that before, but yeah. Um, and then as far as appearance, I guess I haven't really talked about that much what she looks like, but uh, Nefiri's primary body is that of a monstrous, vicious-looking dog with numerous large, blade-like spikes protruding from her shoulders. Like other Darkens, she appears to have tough, rigid armor-like skin, primarily black with, with red accents and an area of white around her lower face. She has bright yellow eyes. Uh, something just popped up. Oh, an ad made its way through. Okay, ad block. Come on. There we go. Ad block. Block it. Sweet. Um... She has bright yellow eyes and wears golden earrings in the shape of a spike dangling from a chain. Her packmates are slightly smaller dogs with a simpler color scheme, solid red with areas of black on their tails and the tops of their heads. They also only have one blade-like spike protruding from their heads. They kind of look like dogs slash unicorns, actually. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's not... Yeah, there's no picture yet. I mean, she was just revealed today. So we don't exactly know when she's going to come out. But um, yeah, Nefiri looks, I mean, like I just said, she has multiple blades coming out. She has an earring. And the primary face, uh, the primary dog's face, looks basically the same shape as the dagger. It's like her dagger fused with the primary dog, which is Nefiri in the game. And then 
her pack mates have gigantic like blades that are uh picture like a scion axe head that come out of their front head like a unicorn it's it's funky um yeah i mean she looks like the the art style is gorgeous well done uh art team and everything like this the thematics are fantastic so yeah um I'm excited to try out Nefiri. I think that Nefiri is going to be really, really, really cool to play. Going to be super easy to pick up. So very new player friendly. Um, also going to be, I think, pretty easy to create extra skins for. I know that she has the pack, but I think it would be pretty easy to create extra skins for Nefiri. Um, yeah. So... I'm excited about that. So, I guess that was Nefiri. I will, uh, that's the rest of her. We'll go into her in more detail once we get her champion spotlight and once she's out on PPE and there's footage around. Uh, we'll definitely be covering her in the next few episodes as pertinent, as relevant. So, yeah. Um, additionally, I thought I'd just go through, because there's not a lot, I haven't been playing a lot of League recently just because I've been moving, but I'm getting more back into it. I thought I'd just go through the early patch notes for patch 13.13. It's, it's a week out. Um, a lot of changes could still happen, but we do have some changes coming through. Actually, there's quite a, uh, not a ton. Of, oh, Jesus. A ton of them. Um, sorry about that. I had a small burp. Uh, okay. So Annie, uh, is getting nerfed. Her Q disintegrate is going down by 10 base damage at all ranks and the AP ratio is down by 5%. Um, <clears throat> this does not change why you pick Annie at all. 10 damage is negligible. Yes, this is her most often used ability. However, it's 10 damage. That's that's really not that much. It was like 30 or 40, sure, but 10, 10 damage is not going to do that much, I don't think. Especially because she's in such a strong spot. She's still going to be good in the spots where you want to pick her. And the spots where you shouldn't pick her, you still shouldn't pick her. But she is very good as an early rotation. You can flex her between mid and top and support. I mean, if you're crazy, you can even jungle her. I've done it before. It's kind of fun. But yeah, um, the AP ratio is a little stronger because that, that is a little, little bit bigger of a nerf. That will also hurt her late game a little bit. But it's still not that big because primary damage is coming from the, uh, the W and the Tivers as well, the R. So... Yeah, the Q helps, but it actually does not do as much damage as the W. It is much easier to hit, though, since it's point-and-click and has a longer range. So, yeah, Annie may be going to be falling out of being permabanned in pro play, but overall, not really changing all that much, I don't think. Okay, uh, next one is Aphelios. He is getting two of his guns nerfed. So, the first one is Gravitum. Um, another ad made its way through. The fuck? Preview block. Okay. Um, Aphelios, Gravitum, slow duration reduced. It was 3.5 seconds that it would slow. Jesus Christ, that's so long. Now it is uh, 2.5 seconds. That's a lot more balanced. I like that as an approach there. And then Severum, this is the red gun. So the purple gun is Gravitum. The red gun, Severum, uh, attack healing reduced. It was 2.5% of damage dealt up to 9%. Now it is 2% to 7.1%. So I don't know why they picked those specific numbers, but you're going to heal slightly less with Severum through autos. Same goes for, you're going to heal significantly less through abilities though, which I honestly did not know that it helped uh, healed when you have abilities you're using. Um, ability healing reduced from 8.33 to 30% to 5 to 17.75. So this is not as big of an early game for either of them, but they are a larger hit in mid to late game. Um, 
yeah, I mean, especially late game, you're getting almost half the healing on your ability from Sephirim. That's huge. They're not touching any other numbers, though. So I think Aphelios is still going to be good for pro play. He's just not going to be, per, you know, perma pick ban right now like Zeri is. So, yeah. Um, and Zeri's not getting changed here either. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. So, um... Ivern is the next one. So his W Brushmaker or Bushmaker on hit base damage reduced from 30 to 60 to 20 or 50. So this is 10 damage off. And then, sorry, the on hit AP ratio reduced from 30% to 20%. The AP ratio doesn't matter that much because ideally Ivern's building a lot of support items. So he's not getting that much AP anyways. Uh, if you're going full AP Ivern, this does hurt a little bit, but not a ton. Because your E and your Q are more the main damage sources for the burst. But yeah, um... For Bushmaker, though, your that on-hit damage it going down is huge because that is on every auto. You're losing 10 damage on every auto that's coming in. That's massive. That's a big nerf. But Ivern was probably pretty overpowered. I mean, if I look at the stats right now, let me look. Um, Ivern... Yeah, 53.4%. He's the second best jungler right now. He's the second best mid laner. And he's 51% in support as well. And he's one of the better top laners as well. If that He needs nerfs, yeah. So this is appropriate, and I'm fine with this. I don't like playing Ivor, I don't like playing against him. So yeah, get rid of him. Fine with me. Okay. Uh, Kindred, base stats. So base armor reduced by 3 and base health reduced by 30. This will make her slightly less squishy, or slightly more squishy, which is good because she's meant to be pretty feast or famine as a champion. So, yeah. Um, feast or famine, just like Nefiri. Anyways, uh, next one, Lee Sin is getting a buff. So, Lee Sin is getting... Oh my god, one more ad came through. I have no idea how these are getting through. Thanks, ad block. Um... His Q, Sonic Wave and Resonating Strike. The base damage is increased from by 10 at all ranks. And then the bonus AD ratio is increased by 5%. So it's now 115%. This is a small nudge. This shouldn't, this doesn't mean big changes for Lee Sin. He's getting a little bit more damage. He's still not going to be good if you can't play Lee Sin. He's going to be better in pro play and in high elo than he is elsewhere just because of the mechanical prowess of some players in those brackets relative to others. And then also games end sooner, and he is an early game champion for sure. Early game and mid game, 100%. So, yeah. Um, Nico's Pop Blossom, or Nico's getting a nerf. Uh, her Pop Blossom, her R, now breaks disguise after half a second. So I think it takes a full one second to channel so half a second now you do break the disguise as opposed to being where you do not break disguise at all until you knock someone up so that's crazy that is needed because nico is a menace in solo queue if you don't count your minions and also a menace in uh in pro play as she is everywhere in pro play right now being perma pick banned so yeah nidalee is getting buffed they have not said what they're buffing um Okay, Rel, there's adjustments coming as well. They have not said what those are specifically. Rek'Sai is getting nerfed. So Rek'Sai got some huge buffs last patch, if you guys remember them, or two patches ago. Uh, so Rek'Sai's base AD is being reduced by 3, 
and her base health is going down by 40. So 40 health going down is pretty big, especially for someone that's a melee assassin. Now down to 600. That's pretty squishy for a melee champion. And then the base AD is 58. She's auto-attacking constantly, especially with her Q. But she is she was over-buffed, so now they're bringing her a little bit more back in line. And she was statistically the best jungler with almost a 55% win rate. And statistically, the second best top laner. Uh, yeah, she's crazy, crazy, crazy good. She needed nerfs. So this is good. And most people don't play Rek'Sai, but those who do and can play her well and get used to the Trimmer sense can absolutely fucking take over games. It's absurd. So, yeah. Um, okay. Varus is... Varus is... A, these are AP-specific changes they're doing so the on hit ap ratio increased from 30 percent to 35 percent and the detonation on the blight stacks when you use an ability uh is going is being reduced from 2.5 percent per 100 ap to 1.5 percent so you're no longer going to be able to nuke someone as hard but the on hit is going to be better they're trying to disincentivize solo q ap varus nuke and more incentivize on hit and ap ap slash uh AD on hit or just uh, trying to incentivize him going on hit more. So I don't think this will change all that much, but we'll see. Vi, her passive is being nerfed. So the shield, whenever you get, whenever you use an ability, um, on an, on, whenever an ability collides with an enemy, um, her shield was 13% of her max HP. Now it's 10%. That's a little bit, but that's not all that much. The shield is good, but it's you're getting it often enough in team fights that this is still going to be useful. Uh, it's not, I mean, it's not going to, you're not going to feel this all that much. I don't think early in her clear. I also don't think you will. The only time you would is maybe like early river skirmish fights, but that'd be about it. Um, her R is also being nerfed though. Cease and desist, which used to be, used to be called assault and battery. Um, the cooldown is going up by 20 at rank one. 15 at rank 2, and then 10 at rank 3. So it was 120 to 80 seconds, now it's 140 to 90. Seems appropriate, it's a pretty good ultimate, so that's I think that's fine. Um, where was she on the win rate ladder? I don't think she was doing all that well. Yeah, 20, 49%, but she's like pick ban and pro, just because of her ability to lock down Zeri and other ADCs and stuff. So, yeah. Um, Wukong. Jungle, Wukong, nerfs only, nothing to anything else. But monster damage reduced uh, was 120%. Now, it, so the monster damage on his E, the Nimbus Strike, was 120%. It used to do 20% bonus. Now it does not do any bonus damage. This hurts Jungle Wukong a decent amount because this is his first max. Um, he's already not doing that great at 48.5 win rate. Uh, in top lane, he's doing fine. And that's about it. So, yeah. Um, this is just going to hurt him more. But he's this is a pro play. This seems like a lot of pro play specific stuff. So that's it for champions. Um, Duskblade is getting an adjustment for Katarina and Samira's interactions. Where if they're ulting and they kill someone, they go untargetable. But the ult still goes. I'm guessing they're going to change that so that they're not anymore. Um 
Ghost was also, I guess I'll, I'll come back, I'll, I'll go through the rest of the items, but yeah, Ghost was supposed to be changed, but it's being pulled from this patch. Um, and then we have three items that are getting changed. So Storm Razor, first off, they're removing the AP ratio, gone. The AD ratio returned to 25%, down from 60% on live. So that's a huge nerf there. And then the base damage uh, changed from 120 to 80 to 90 flat. And it's 15 flat on live. I think it's 150. I'm not 100% sure um, what they're meaning here. But they're heavily nerfing Storm Razor because it's far too good. Um, this seems fine to me. Like, this is this is good. This will incentivize more build diversity. Or maybe they're just dumpstering Storm Razor and it'll, it had, like, two patches or three patches where it's good and then it'll just disappear again. So we'll see what happens. Um, Essence Reaver is also being changed. The bonus AD ratio is being reduced from 40% to 25%, but the base AD ratio is increased from 100 to 130. So... This is less good for people that are building full lethality, and this is better for bruisers or people that just have higher base AD ratios. Overall, this is probably a net nerf, but it is for specific champions, it is more of a buff. So if you have high base AD, you can use this a bit better here. Um, I mean, what are the champions by uh, lol champions by base AD? Um, let's see. If I do it at level 18... We're looking at Nar doesn't want to use this. Alawi, no. Darius, no. Olaf, no. Yorick, if you're lethality Yorick, you can use this, yes. Um, another ad popped through on this. We're going to get rid of this ad entirely. Thank you. Um, Skarner, Aatrox, Cho'Gath, Jax, Renekton, Trindamir, Jin, Jin could use it. Graves, Scion, Sejuani, Aurelia, Poppy, Urgot, Malphite. Udir. Um, Lethality Udir can use this. Jace, no, not really. Mordekaiser, Lee Sin, Orn, Set. Set could use this. Camille could use this. Gangplank is a big user. He's got a pretty high base AD. So this is, yeah. Um, wow, Caitlyn has a really high 124 base AD. Jesus. That's really surprising. Anyways. Um, yeah, so this is a, a nerf to this is a nerf overall to the item it feels like but it will be it will be slightly less nerfed on specific champions okay uh static shiv now is getting a nerf because it is everywhere the ap ratio is being reduced from 50 percent to 30 percent which is needed because being taken on mages and it's just absurd um nerfs to stacking the charge whilst dashing. So while you're dashing, you can no longer charge it as fast. This sounds like a lot like the old chem tank when Akali or Aurelia would build it because they were dashing and they'd build up charges really, really, really fast. Uh, that's going to be changed. And then the minion AP damage ratio reduced from 125 to 85%. So it used to do a shitload of damage to minions. Now it's going to do a, still a decent amount, but it's going to hit a lot less hard. Uh, this is a straight-up nerf across the board, and it's needed for Static Shiv because it's everywhere in this game. So I think this is good, and it's going to force people to only be building it when they want, when their champion wants to, rather than just, you know, like, uh, building it whenever. I saw, I watched some LCK today and saw that there was a game where, I mean, right now, Static Shiv LeBlanc is everywhere, but 
uh, ooh, who was it? It was um, KT, uh, KT's mid laner Bulldog played mid Ezreal and went Static Shiv, Night Harvester, and was going to go more into AP. And that's like a big thing right now in High Elo Korea is going mid Ezreal with Static Shiv and Night Harvester and then Lich Bane and some other stuff like that. And you're just nuking people. It's absurd. So, yeah. So all overall, not a huge patch, but pretty good. So we'll see what the note, how the notes change over time, and how more stuff comes out. But yeah, they're also introducing some skins. So Star Guarding Oriana and Seraphine, which are ports over from Wild Rift, and then Elderwood, Karthus, and Wukong, which I have seen skin uh, splash charts for all of these, and they look fucking gorgeous. So be sure to check those out. Um, I don't know. I don't have much else to vamp about. I. I think this is just going to end up being a pretty short episode. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. And next week, it won't just be me. There will be others, hopefully. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, feel free to leave us any feedback in the feedback thread of the Discord. Additionally, you can send it to questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. Um, if you don't know how to ask, access our Discord, go to our website, trinityforce.com. Uh, network. com. Other than that, uh, yes, also, please check out our Patreon. We have a slew of different benefits at uh, different price ranges, so check those out and consider contributing if you uh, feel so inclined. That helps us keep the lights on and provide uh, the fuel that we need to keep going and to host events and keep the community going and stuff like that. Um, finally, please join us for community nights, which are on Tuesdays at 7:15 Eastern and run for three, four, five hours, depending on how many people show up. So yeah, but, um, that is it for episode 814, a pretty short one folks. So I will see you later and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of the podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided.